days grow longer. Golden rays paint bright and vibrant life across the green land. Spring has sprung from the cold clutches of winter. It's that special time of day, and here we are once again, rested and waiting for rebirth to come. Welcome to the show, everyone. It feels so good to be here with you on a lovely evening. We're all still recovering after a long and exciting week of music. Personally, my voice is still kind of raw from screaming my lungs out on stage. But man, it was so much fun. Anyways, it's a new week full of new memories. So let's start this properly with a few announcements. First of all, it's Green Week for the Committee of Public Living. The snow's finally gone, and so it's time to get things planted and growing for a bright and beautiful spring. All week long, the committee will be organizing planting projects for all city parks and public areas. Every citizen is encouraged to participate and help plant at least a couple of tulips. Participants will be given a succulent of their very own to help with the city efforts to make things greener. So if you have some free time, come help out. It's going to be a good time doing good deeds. Also going on this week, the newly reformed Cavaliers are having a fundraiser concert in Twilight Park. Tickets are $10 online and 15 at the door. All proceeds go towards helping the victims of the recent arson attacks. Wednesday is Adopt-A-Pet Day at the Animal Shelter down on Rainbow Road in 6. Adoption fees are half off and come with a bag of food and a collar for your new friend. The shelter boasts a wide collection of dogs and cats, as well as several lizards and snakes for those who prefer scalier friends. So stop on by and pick up a pet. Man, so many amazing ways to help out the community. It looks like we're going to have a great week ahead of us. Oh? So, Blaine's bust through the studio door with the paper in their hands. They're handing it to me and... Oh! Oh my gosh, is this for real? Wow. Alright, alright, so it turns out that the arsonist has struck again. For the second time in its life, the old library on Main Street is on fire. Fire trucks are rushing over there as library patrons scramble to save whatever they can. Wow, hopefully the archives are alright. Blaine? Blaine? Well, they just ran out of the studio. So, more on this when they text me back. In the meantime, let's take a look at traffic. There's quite the quivering quarry quailing at Queen's Corner. Fire frantically flames from framework to framework as folks flee from the scene. Meanwhile, professionals are preparing packaging for plants and other potting pursuits while painstakingly persisting in this endeavor. It's a work that cannot be interrupted, not even by the ensuing flames. 
So if you're in the area, follow safety guidelines to allow firefighters onto the scene. A woman stands in her office, watching the show. She bears the guilt from a past that no one should know. As the fire blazes, she stands there unsure. And yet this is nothing bad that she hasn't seen before. And that's all for traffic. So these fires are really starting to get out of hand. People are displaced. The air is hazy. It's just a mess. My neighbor, Celeste Hidge, her girlfriend's a firefighter, and the last few weeks feel like I've been living next to a soap opera. Don't get me wrong, I love my neighbors, but noise, yeah. These fires have been rough on all of us. Hopefully they catch whoever's doing it soon. I'd hate to watch another building in our lovely yet quite flammable town burn down. I mean, if everything's burning, where will we live? It's a mess. But all we can do is... Oh, hold on, everyone. I'm getting a text from Blaine. Hmm, very specific instructions here. What? What am I supposed to do with the phone? Oh, okay, so Blaine is doing something. They have a plan. And it involves me messing with a couple of broadcast antennas. Antennae? Antennae? I don't know. Anyways, I have to go outside and adjust a few things. Lucky for all of us, though, it also happens to be time for an ad break. So, be back soon! The desert is vast. Danger lurks in its darkness. And yet, it calls to me. So into the unknown. It's a long journey. But luckily, I'm not alone. Against the desert. The desert is calling. Will you answer? Endless night. Get it today wherever books are sold. All right, so I did my chores. Everything's in place for Blaine. Man, having a producer is a lot more work than I thought it would be. I sort of expected them to be the ones doing all of this technical stuff. You know, producing. But here we are. Oh, well. Blaine already helps out a lot around the office and with the shows, so I really shouldn't complain too much. Anyways, the fire's dying down at the library. Most of the archives have been destroyed, which is a real shame. There's a lot of history there that can't be replaced. Blaine was planning to do a big trip to look over some stuff, and now, well, it looks like their plans are canceled. That's rough, but we'll all get through this together. Oh, hi, Darian. How'd you get out of space jail? Did they let you out early for being so gosh darn adorable? And hey, what do you have here? Wow, your backpack is packed. Listeners, Darian is back in the studio with me, and his backpack is filled to the brim with papers and thick folders and articles. 
These don't really look like letters, but more like archive files. Wait, Darian, what have you been up to? Well, it looks like Darian has just found a bunch of old papers and files. It's not really what we do on the show, but I guess we can mix it up a little. So be patient with me, and I hope you all enjoy this special history edition of the broadcast. All right, let's see what we got. Hmm. So there's a lot of old papers and newspaper articles. It smells like the 70s or something. Ooh, there's a financial report, an old census, and oh! Here's a newspaper article from March 22nd, 1953. It looks interesting. New bank opens on Willow and Main. For the first time in several years, citizens will finally have a centralized location for all their financial needs. The Starry Eyes Bank is just the beginning of many more locations to follow. Mayor Celine Judas is at the ribbon cutting. Hmm. Didn't know the mayor was in office that long. She doesn't seem to be that old. But then again, I guess I've never really seen her or met her or heard from her. No one's really seen her. She's been absent for a while for some reason. So this is fascinating. And there's a picture of her standing on the steps of the bank with a pair of oversized scissors. She looks cute in a professional way. Next, we have a little piece about the first ever music festival somewhere in the 70s. On the front page is the Judy Day Musical Quartet. They apparently won some sort of contest. It was a big deal and the mayor was even there to congratulate them. There's a picture of her here, Mayor Judas. Hmm, this can't be right. This article is dated to 1972, but aside from the fashion, yeah. She looks basically the same as she did in the bank picture, but there's at least a couple of decades between those. So what's going on? What's this? An old parchment just fell out of the folder. It's super yellow with age, and it looks a lot older than anything in the box. I'm unfolding it, and it's a town map. At least the layout plans for a town. There's the main road, city hall, and the library. This, this looks a lot like the layout for Main Street. No, seriously, how old is this? It's labeled city plans at the top. So I guess we know for sure what it's supposed to be. There's no date or anything, just plans drawn out in big looping letters. I wish I could say more, but that's all I, wait. There's a picture here. It's an old tiny black and white portrait. There's a man with dark eyes in a suit, and next to him is a woman in a ball gown. Again, super old-timey fashion. 
It looks Victorian, at least. The woman looks super familiar, though. I wonder if... Hold on. Let me just... Yeah. Yeah. I held up the paper for comparison. That's Mayor Judas in this photo. This is super weird. There's faint writing on the back, though. It says, Rose Parade, 1910. What? So, I'm not sure what it means. This could be a forgery or maybe something else. If any of you are history experts, please write in. In the meantime, well, I guess I'll just sit this over here for Blaine and we're good. They probably have a plan for all of this and I'm going to trust that. Anyways, this was whatever it was. And it looks like the fires are steadily being contained. So that's good news. Hopefully the local authorities are closing in on whoever is burning down our city. We can only hope, right? And so, I think it's about time we move on to the poem for today. Hopefully this will all be over once we get through this. Impressions, phantom stories, with the flicker of the eyes, disappear, rubbed away with the snit. Ceiling stared, six o'clocked. I can hardly visualize that the whole world that had proved counterfeit. Investing, all attention, only vivid scenes remain. All the rest lie away with a yawn. Showered out, breakfasted, slanted shadows of the brain, all elude every ray of the dawn. But somewhere in my memory, recollection has endured. That might be how that dream must persist. Nine to five, dinner time, by another dream obscured, but that night's fleeting flights still exist. I feel better already. The city may be burning, but there is still so much good to do. Remember, a burning field can become a field of flowers if you're willing to put in the work. This could be our chance to build a better tomorrow. So wherever you are tonight, look up. A better world is coming, and we'll be ready to... Oh! Oh dear, this isn't good. I'm getting reports right now that there is a massive fire breaking out at the puppy orphanage on Willow Way. It's spreading quickly and firefighters are struggling to get to the scene. If you're anywhere in the area, please follow the space patrol agents guiding people away. This one's by far the worst of the fires. We don't know all the details yet, but it looks bad. Oh jeez, this is all so scary. I hope Blaine isn't mixed up with any of this. Alright, I just sent them a text. It's all I can do right now. So, until we know more... Oh, Darian! Darian, what are you doing? He just dug around his backpack with his adorable, yet chaotic little hands. And... Oh! 
There seems to be a letter buried in here after all. Uh, okay. So. It's unmarked in a pink envelope that's decorated with several roses. I'm pulling it out and it's addressed to Blaine. Hmm. I'm hesitant to read this on air, but it might be important. So if you're out there listening, Blaine, sorry to do this to you again. All right, it says, play with fire and you will get burned. You were warned not to meddle, but you didn't learn. Life in the city can be so much fun if you allow it to be. This is the start of a new life for both of you. Yet you decided to poke the flame. Now look what happened. Both you and the girl are dragged into the mess. Cease the heck now or more trouble will follow. I, I'm sorry everyone, but I need to call Blaine. This, uh, well, I need to sort this out because something's going on and I don't like it at all. So stay tuned after this quick break. The work day is long and hard. We all got a lot of things going on that makes it complicated and hard to get a grip on what really matters. So why not stop and have a little break? Here at Della's Boba Tea Shop and Bakery, we're here to make that break a little nicer. Boba is a specialty of the city. There are so many different places you can go to get it, but tell me, how many other places can you go that are willing to give you a slice of cake on top of your drink? Well, just Della's. And we're here to do it with our special deal going on all throughout Green Week. Bring in a tag showing you've completed the hours to help plant life all across our city, and we'll give you half off your purchase. That's right, it's a steal of a deal, people. And it's all going to make our beautiful city a better place to be. So come on by. We're open late at night. Della's Boba Tea Shop and Bakery. Now completely glitter free. It's a madhouse all across Willow Way. Firefighters are racing across the scene, trying to contain the flames and people are trying to get out. We don't have the numbers yet, but there appears to be casualties. This is by far the worst fire we've seen and we're not even through it yet. A bystander has rushed into the flames to ferry puppies out of the burning building. We, we don't know who it is, but reports say this individual is average height, wearing a bright rainbow sweater and blue jeans. Wait, wasn't that? Yeah, that's what Blaine was wearing today. They stole my sweater. I, this isn't good. I think I'm going to be sick. There's a lot going on, but luckily we're at the end of our broadcast. So wherever you are, I hope all of you listeners out there are staying safe on this wild and crazy night. Hold the people you love close because sometimes they're all you have. And as for us at the station, I'll figure something out. 
It's going to be a long night for us, but no need to worry too much. Things will work out. They always will in the end. Until then, just hang in there and try to have a good night. Blaine? Blaine! Blaine, you look terrible. Where have you been all night? I got reports you were pulling puppies out of a fire, and now you're here. Do you have any idea how worried I've been? Yeah, the broadcast just ended. What's in the box? No. All right? Stop it right there, Blaine. Look, I know you've had some sort of conspiracy thing going. I know. I know you've been doing research, and that's fine. I haven't said anything up until now because... Well, because it was helping you adjust to the city. Because I didn't think anything of it. But now... Blaine... You were diving into fires while I was sitting here reading your death threats. I'm worried sick about you. You just took off without saying a word. And this is only one of the many times you just left me in the dark. You just disappear. And then you come back and add cryptic tints to your wall? It's scary, Blaine. You're scaring me. Look, I'm your friend. We live together. We work together. And I trust you. I'd like to think you can trust me too. So whatever you're working on, whatever this is, you need to let me in. I can't keep sitting here without any idea what's going on while my friend is out there doing who knows what. So come on, tell me, what's going on? Fine, fine. Go check your phone line. We'll talk about it later. Sheesh, this has just been a night. And you left your stupid box here, Blaine. Well, while I'm here, might as well take a look. Let's see, we have a couple of old files, some articles, and wait a minute. Where did, where did they get these? It's a picture of a bridge, and there's a group gathered by the edge, and... And that's me. Blaine, get back here. Why do you have a picture of me? Wait. Why do you have nothing but pictures of me? Blaine. Blaine, stop trying to run away from this. You have a lot of information about me, and I'm not sure it's okay. Blaine, don't ignore me. Get back here. Dreamgirl City is a production by N.J. Schultz. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Schultz. The poem for today was Remembering a Dream by Thomas Petruca. Have a theory? Have some thoughts? Just want to say hi? Please send all of these and more to dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com or find us on Facebook as Dream Girl City, the podcast. It'll be in parentheses. You're smart people. Anyways, thank you so much to all of you lovely listeners who tune in week after week. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that I can do this for you. Hopefully, more to come soon. 
But until then, remember, it's not your turn to make the world burn. Thank you.